Hey everyone, it's time for the Pop Culture Workshop once again. I'm Kevin Hart. I'm Mike Wimmacher, and I thought, Kev, that the biggest thing we were going to be talking about this week was the latest Andor trailer. That's a right. new Star Wars series coming to Disney+. Plus. They moved the release date, the premiere, mm-hmm. now moving September 21st. So I thought, okay, we're, I'm a Star Wars nerd. You you know, you are familiar with it. Yeah. I know a lot of our listeners I'm enjoy Star that Wars franchise. Yeah, so it's just kind of like, I thought that was going to be the biggest news. And then, just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the news drops that the Batgirl movie from DC that was going to premiere on HBO Max, that they spent six months in Scotland shooting... Has Michael Keaton in it? Seventy mil. J.K. Simmons. Seventy mil. One of the Leslie Grace, I think, from West Side Story. Yeah, is Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Seventy million dollar project was being axed as a tax write off because of this merger with Discovery Plus and HBO Max. And it was like, okay, pump the brakes. That's going to be our lead story here. Yeah, uh, in a lot of different places, and it all came from. This merger, there was the the earnings statement earlier this week, the earnings call, uh, and they lost like something like three billion dollars. And the new head of Discovery Plus and and HBO Max was just like, we didn't think it was good, we, we didn't think it was ready, so we're just going to use it as a tax write off. And the and the biggest problem I have with it, Kevin, I want, like to hear your thoughts is because they scrapped it as a tax write off, they can't now sell the movie to somebody else to then release. So basically. No. It's stuck in this, it's, like, just release hell. Who? Yeah, I don't know if we're ever going to see it. Well, we will, but, I mean, it's the only way they could legally release it is for free, which they don't want to do. Um, but, I mean, I have a feeling it's going to eventually come out. They'll probably find some way to be like, here's the movie that you haven't seen or whatever. But, um, I mean, I think it's really... It's, it's really lame and kind of not fair that they did that at all. Um, because like you said, millions and millions of dollars were poured into making that movie. Um, the Michael Keaton came back for it. Um, and there was a lot of hype surrounding it. And it was one of these projects people, you know, were pretty excited for, maybe not as excited as the, some of the big movies, right, yeah. but I mean, that was one that people were like, oh, cool, this will be fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, and I get maybe like delaying it. Or, you know, we're going to shelve it for now, but we're going to come back to it. But to completely throw it in the garbage and say this is a tax write-off, I mean, there's something else there. I mean, there has to be. I mean, that's – I mean, it's not just, oh, you know, it's it, it, it looked bad. Justice League looked bad. I know people <laughs> like the movie, but it's four hours, and, you know, it was a vanity project for Zack Snyder, and he got to do it. Um, Morbius was released in theaters twice. Yeah, um, very true. Like, I don't know why they couldn't just put this out and, you know. They, <sighs> from what they said, it wasn't just Backer. It was also an animated Scooby-Doo movie that was going to be sent around the holidays that yeah. they also axed that's not going to see the light of day either. And from what the new head of this conglomeration said, he doesn't care for the straight-to-streaming archetype, right? He is more, let's do the old-school way. and. When I was talking to Eric Davis from Fandango.com, hear that full interview, shameless plug, at Let's Talk Arts Entertainment, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on mm-hmm. WMAY. Uh, he was talking about, you know, there is this shift again back to the more traditional method. Because when the pandemic hit, everyone was at home. And everyone started gobbling up all these streaming services because we wanted to be entertained. We wanted original stuff. We didn't know how long we are going to be in lockdown and everything else. Now more and more people, despite COVID still kind of hanging around out there, 
are more willing to go out. We're seeing decent box office numbers, even pre-pandemic box office numbers. And so it's all about the bottom dollar, right? It the is. bottom line. It's all about the money. So now with this kind of shift from HBO Max Discovery Plus, this merger, it's going to be in theaters. Then it's going to be on digital platforms that you have to pay for. And then maybe we'll put it on our streaming site. See, that's I, – I, I know – and this is not just the movie industry. This is everywhere around the world. Everyone wants to go back to the way things were. And we that's not happening logistically. To throw something that was easily accessible away. I know people like going out to the theaters. I like going to the theaters. But, I mean, you're still making your money either way. It's not the same business model. But I... <laughs> You know, maybe they're seeing something that I'm not seeing financially, and they probably are because I haven't seen their finances, <laughs> right. and I haven't seen the numbers. Uh, but, you know, again, to completely just can a bunch of these projects, you know, either cancel them or, you know, get rid of them, and then say, well, we're going, you, you know, we are forcing everyone back to the way that, yeah. you know, this stuff. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. And sure, they're going to make a couple more dollars, but they're going to lose a lot of subscribers, um, and, and with the merged subscribers, it'll be – I don't know if they're going to break even with that. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because some of the other big things that came out of this earnings call from from the Warner Brothers Discovery Plus merger type, the, the new CEO, um, you know, they, we heard the rumors 70% of HBO Max's creative staff for original content was being cut. Yeah. Um, eventually, next summer – Discovery Plus, HBO Max is going to merge into one thing. So that'll be interesting what the pricing is. I was an HBO Max subscriber. I'm going to re-up it in November to see what happens. But I'm not happy about, you know, what it's going to look like going forward. I don't have Discovery Plus for a reason. It doesn't, you know, appeal to me. Yeah. So we'll see what transpires there. As far as if you're a DC Universe fan, the solace you can take out of this merger was in the call. Uh, the new CEO set up, they've set up a kind of brain trust to plan out the next 10 years of the DC universe, i.e. like Marvel. So yeah. you're going to have a more consistent messaging, more universe building. It's another reset. This is the third reset, though. Can I, Go ahead. Can I, can I say something that may sound sacrilege to say on this um, podcast? Eventually, can we just be done with cinematic universes? I mean, seriously. <laughs> like, I know, I know, we love the Marvel stuff and some of the DC stuff, but it's like, what's going to happen is they're going to reset it. Okay, they're going to make a couple movies. One of them for sure is going to bomb or is going to be bad, and they're going to be like, "Well, I don't understand it," and then they're going to try to reset it again. And that's, I mean, you know, the, when talking about the reset, I, I think you're probably about to get to the thing with Ezra Miller because the Flash movie is coming out or it's going to be delayed now right? It's going to be delayed yes. And they're going to yeah. do reshoots to get Possibly of, they did possibly. say that that movie is still going to be released because that's that was a big part of this current regime's kind of being able to reset was the Flashpoint storyline is DC's version of the multiverse so that's how you're going to see Michael Keaton come back as, as Batman Ben Affleck's Batman was going to be in that one there's no word about Robert Pattinson's Batman and how do you move all that like going forward, right? Like they have a lot to reshuffle the decks. They they kind of started to build their own universe, but you no, know, the Joker movie, which we'll get to, you know, the big announcement uh, for that sequel was outside of that universe. 
the Suicide Squad was kind of outside of that universe. Peacemaker was kind of in that universe. So there's a lot of different moving parts. And I don't know what that means for James Gunn, this announcement, the James Gunn TV projects based on his Suicide Squad. Peacemaker was huge for HBO Max as original content. Is that going to continue going forward? Will there be a second season of that now? Will there be that offshoot show? Probably not. So if they don't want to. It's it, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of unanswered questions uh, with this merger. But one question that was answered this week, Kev, if you are a DC fan, Lady Gaga tweeting out that she will, in fact, it is now official, be playing Harley Quinn in the new Joker sequel. That's going yes. to be a musical. I was going to say Joker to the musical. Yeah, that's coming out October fourth, twenty twenty four. Thoughts? Um, I think Lady Gaga is great, and uh, she's a good musician performer. Um, I think she's a good actress, too, and um, she's showed her chops in a couple different movies. House of Gucci. House of Gucci, which, I mean, was a weird movie, yeah. but she did a good job. Um, you know, certainly better than Jared Leto, who is, it's me, I'm Mario. That's what he did, basically, <laughs> with his character. But um, uh, I mean, and then she was in uh, Star is Born. Um, yeah. She's also, you know, on the stage. You know, she did theater and such. So, I mean, she's really good. Um, you know, the jo- it'll be interesting because Joker, Joker almost felt like a one-off movie to me. You knew that you knew it wasn't going to be one-off, but it's it's very you, you know everybody's made the comparison of Kings of Comedy and Taxi Driver as it's it's like a conglomeration of those movies. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, we'll see. I mean, does you know is there? I'll be interested to see her opposite Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I think that's going to be an interesting dynamic. Lady Gaga, if nothing has shown, when you she is willing to adapt and change. She's someone who soaks in the method, methodology of acting. Whatever she puts her mind to, she succeeds at. Yeah. And I feel like Joaquin Phoenix and the subject matter of the Joker film will push her to a limit she may not have seen before. And I, I'm here for it. Yeah. I, I, I was one who... Didn't buy in totally to the Joker movie. I thought it was fine for what it was. I didn't think it was the next coming of the greatest thing no, ever. Of, I mean, it's to me the interpretation yeah. was it, the whole movie happened in his head, and so we'll see that that sets up for it being maybe, able to be a musical. Maybe going more forward. is happening in his head. Cause, yeah, because yeah, exactly. we said like so, there's the scenes where he's like, you know, dancing to you know Gershwin before he shoots a hole through his you know wall. Yeah, um, yeah. So and he's always dancing and stuff. So yeah, maybe. Yeah, so we'll see what what happens uh, with that. But that's official now. That's coming out in 2024. Back to what I said at what I thought was going to be the biggest thing for us this week in the Pop Culture Workshop. We got the new Andor trailer for the new Star Wars series. Now, for those who don't know, most people do, Cassian Andor was a character in Rogue One. We're now getting kind of his backstory. It's going to be two seasons. I like the fact that it seems very gritty. Like, that was the thing about Rogue One. It was different. It wasn't as shiny and that, polished as other Star Wars. Rogue was. One, I think, is one of the better, if not best, spinoff movies of Star Wars. I mean, it was really, really well done. There is, of course, the Star Wars fan service-y things, like yes. a bunch of A New Hope Easter eggs. Um, and, I mean, I don't know how well the CGI Peter Cushing holds up. I haven't seen it in a while. But, um, I mean, it really is uh, very well done. Um, you know, just, you know, the story of the rebellion. I mean, it's it's great. I think it's, it's yeah, it's, wonderful. It's, and that's what I like. It's gritty and it's ground level, right? It, it's something we have not seen. It's not as sterling as everything else. You're seeing the beginnings. You know, Obi-Wan 
the Obi-Wan series showed us the infancy of the starts of the rebellion and Andor, I believe this series is going to make that see that kind of grow into what we fully see in episode four. Yeah. The one beef that people are having is once again, we are getting a Star Wars series that is taking place in a timeline within the Skywalker saga. Yeah. At what point do they step out of that time frame? I understand it is beloved by myself and fans alike, but in order to grow the whole franchise, you're going to need at some point to step outside that realm. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, there's so many ideas and characters they introduce in the sequel movies, which are of varying quality. They are not some of the best movies ever, but, you know, there's there are entire characters and story arcs that were introduced in Episode Nine alone. Um, and, I mean, that movie is kind of bloated, but, I mean, you could expand on those characters... Um, you, you need, I mean, they need to step out of this. They won't because it makes money, but they need to step outside of the Skywalker saga and do something either way, way, way before, you know, not so that it's like, oh, here's the birth of Anakin's mother. No, you know, <laughs> right. go, go back like way, you Shmi. know, Shmi, hundreds of years. Yeah. Shmi uh, Skywalker. Yeah. And uh, you need they, to see the background of Fagin looking guys like, <laughs> oh, they money. You know, you know. <laughs> yeah. They do have one in the acolyte, which is going to take place before all of this. Yeah. So that is going to be, and that's the only way you move the franchise forward. You can't, yeah, you can't continue to dwell. I understand you're giving us different stories and different parts. I feel like as much as I love the Mandalorian, and I, I did like the book of Boba book Fett. Book of Boba Fett was fine. I mean, it was uneven. The best, the best. I was going to say the best episodes, episodes were ones one that Mando. with the Mandalorian in yeah. it. But at some point, you're writing yourself into a corner with these stories because you know this. Those stories are taking place in the time frame post. Um, Jedi, right before Force Awakens. So where you can't really where, go, you can't go anywhere. You have to get really creative. Where are these characters at then when Force Awakens starts? Like you know, where is Grogu? Where is Ahsoka in, in all these big battles? Right. I mean, she's going to have her own show. We now know that she made it all the way through Return of the Jedi. She knows Luke Skywalker. Where is she at then when all of a sudden the First Order shows up? Like, where are those stories at? Was she taken out by Kylo Ren before? Like, So they're writing themselves into a corner. It's, not, it's interesting sandbox to play in, but at some point they're going to have to diversify and go outside that particular sandbox if they want to continue forward momentum with the Star Wars properties. Yeah, I'm thinking they need, if anything, to go hundreds of years into the future. Um, and, you know, maybe people can reference you know, the battle of, you know, the rebellion and, and such, and, you know, the legend of, you know, Luke or whoever, but... Poe Dameron, that kind Poe of Dameron, stuff. Poe Dameron, yeah. Or Ray. Yeah, Ray, I guess, more accurately, because... But, I mean, they're so... I, I mean, we just keep hammering this point. They're, they're so in the Star Wars saga. We need, you know, the back story of every single character. <laughs> right. You know, we need to know how Han Solo got his name. We right. need to watch the Kessel Run. Yeah. You know, it's like, my goodness. I mean, at what, yeah, at what point are they just going to say, hey, we're making, you know, heck, do a do the original screenplay of Episode Four. I think somebody, are they, are they going to do that? There's, there's a graphic novel that's like, yeah. the, you know, like the... The Journal of the Wills, you know, Luke, Anakin Starkiller or something. And it's yeah. the very first draft from 1974. You know, like, that's cool. Um, I th- We just need to do yeah. something different. Because yeah. the, there's so much that you could do with the Star Wars universe that's in the the, the fan 
um, you know, books. Oh yeah, the the, the pseudo expanded universe that's not really canon. So yeah. we'll we'll see what they do. Talking about trying to take a franchise in a different direction. Also on streaming this week on Hulu is the movie Prey, mm-hmm. which is a Predator movie, but fascinating to me in the fact that it's the Predator set back in Native American like time. So it's the Predator with all that they have against the primitive weapons of the Native American people. And it is getting really good reviews. I was, I was going to say, I've heard nothing but good things about uh, it. It's interesting. You know, when I talked to Eric Davis of Fandango, he loves it. Couldn't recommend it enough. He said he wishes it would have been released in the theaters. Because while it's a Predator movie, there's a lot of tension in it. And there's more to it than just a Predator movie. The reason why that it wasn't released in, in theaters is kind of legalese in the fact that when it was first being optioned, it was first being optioned before Disney bought all the Fox properties. Uh. So HBO had bought the rights to it on on the first rights of digital if it had gone into the theater. So it would have gone in the theater, then HBO would have had it and been able to capitalize on it. So instead of releasing it into the theater and letting HBO have it first on digital, Disney said, no, 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 no. Screw you, HBO. It's not going in the theater. We're just releasing it on our own platform, which is why it's not in theaters, which is kind of a shame because it looks really, really good. And if you are, you know, the Predator franchise has been so uneven. I mean, there's been so many peaks and valleys and so many terrible versions of Alien vs. Predator and everything else. No, I've, I've seen the first Predator and I, I don't really, I, I think I've seen AVP, but that was it. I mean, I was like, that movie I saw Predators sucks. with Adrian Brody and Topher Grace and all that, and it was interesting. But I feel like this this is a definitely one I plan on checking out because it's a, such a different take on the Predator franchise going against such primitive weaponry. And it's not overly bloated. There's only a few characters that you really focus on. And so I'm looking forward to that. Another thing on streaming this week, and I don't know enough about it, but I definitely want to bring it up because I think the concept is interesting. Kevin Bacon has kind of like a horror movie slash suspense called They Them, where he plays a guy who has like a conversion therapy camp. Mm. Uh, And I'm interesting to see. It may be heavy handed. I don't know for certain, but it's on Peacock and it's something eventually I want to kind of check out because I've heard different differing opinions on. it. I mean, conversion therapy is basically torture. I mean, that's what it boils down to now. I mean, you know, taking whatever opinions you have aside of whatever. I mean, it's. You know, you're sending kids away to camp and saying, you have to be this way. And then it's I mean, they're I mean, because you listen to stories nowadays of people who escape those places or grew up there. I mean, it is terrible. There was like electroshock therapy. You know, they were beaten. They were starved. I mean, it, it's I mean, it was there's horror stories of those places. So, you know, it, it lends itself to a good horror story, I guess. But, you know, hopefully they. You know, Kevin Bacon treats the material, you know, sort yeah, of with yeah. respect. And I don't know. It, it, we'll see. That is interesting, though. I do want to. Yeah, that's that's on the that. Peacock Network. Uh, in theaters this weekend, you have a movie called Easter Sunday. Uh, seems like a little bit late it's for little, that. But it's yeah. a, I think it's Joy, Joe Coy or Joy Coy, who used to work with uh, Chelsea Handler on Chelsea Late Night, the okay. comedian. It's his story, auto, kind of autobiographical about his Filipino family and how important Easter Sunday is to them. Yeah. So that's out in theaters. The big one, though, that I'm excited about, Bullet Train. Bullet Train, yeah. Brad Pitt as kind of an action hero 
uh, in my talk with Eric Davis, I, at first I thought John Wick on a train, right? That's what the kind of the, the trailers have shown. Yeah. He says it's very heavily stylized. It's it's leaning with Tarantino vibes. A lot of the fight scenes are uh, inspired by Jackie Chan I've, and I've practical heard, use of weaponry. I've heard I've heard that. I've heard it's like Tarantino and also kind of like Robert Rodriguez. Yes, yes. So. He says the first 20 minutes you're going to know right away whether you're down for that. I personally am. I love Tarantino. Oh, yeah, I love Jackie Chan. It's it's Brad it, it's a varied cast. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's in it, Joey King's in it, Bad Bunny Bad makes Bunny, an appearance. Yeah. The cast is really good from what Eric Davis said and he's like, you know, about every 10 15 minutes you go, "Oh, that's right. That guy is in there. Or that actress is in this movie." Tons of cameos. They gave away one already in previews with Sandra Bullock showing up uh, mm-hmm. at some point in it. I looked, It looks like it's going to be a fun ride. It looks fast-paced, a lot of action. Brad Pitt is getting rave reviews in it. Uneven reviews overall because it may not be everyone's cup of tea, but I'm excited to see uh, Bullet Train. It's, it's good to see another, you know... Uh, intellectual property that's a that's a original right that's not part of to your point that you know you talked about expanded universe it's good to yeah. see something you just go to no point of reference just jump into and enjoy the ride yeah um yeah one of i was talking to one of my friends who visited briefly he's actually my friend max um who i do the too bad to watch podcast ding with. Ding, nice. ding uh but he he saw nope in the theaters and he was telling me about how nope is like one of the biggest box office movies that isn't like an existing ip yeah yeah i mean because that, that's like all it is now that and everything everywhere all at once but i still haven't seen yet i really need to see I that, need to see that but too. that's over a hundred million dollars now for a24 like a independent film it's it's hitting huge uh, i still need to see that one and, and search that one out online and definitely watch that one because it's gotten rave reviews i love how a24 can just like do any movie and their yeah. those studios like money here you go i yeah. was talking about that with them because i really want to see the movie lamb do you remember the movie lamb that they did it was a couple years ago no. but it, it was like I, th- I think it's like a foreign film but this family lives out in the country and this uh they have a baby and the the baby has like a lamb head. Oh God! <laughs> it's like a shot, and it has like a flower crown, like Midsummer. Like it's a weird looking movie, but I'm like, man, I want to see that. Well, A24's got one coming out. We'll talk a little bit more about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah. Select theaters this weekend expanding more, and we'll talk more about that next week. Uh, before we wrap this edition up of the Pop Culture Workshop, Kev, the big news: uh, Roadhouse. Did the you Roadhouse, know you needed a Roadhouse reboot? I guess so. Or did, a remake? did they make a Roadhouse too? I always forget. I they may have. But I know. Uh, I I've, I mean I've seen Roadhouse a bunch because it, it was it's on it's probably still on TV all, all the, time, the time. Yeah, but it was seriously Roadhouse. Like because I always watched AMC and and when it was called Spike, I watched that and like FX and. You know, yeah, it was like Roadhouse and like it, The Terminator. Like those movies were on all the and time. And it had a big comeback in pop culture with the uh, Family Guy episode where yeah. Peter Griffin just roundhouse kicking. Everyone just says Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Roadhouse yeah. after he kicks them. <laughs> so Jake Gyllenhaal will be in the role of Patrick Swayze. Oh, yeah. And also making their acting debut. This was just announced this week. I know uh, you're super excited for this. 
UFC and overall douchebag Conor McGregor acting debut yeah. in Roadhouse. Is he, is he I be, hope he's going to play the bad guy. Well, he's going to I'll pay to. to see him get his ass beat. Did, was he was he doing method acting beating his wife or, or what? I, I don't know for oh, certain. Was, was he the wife beater or was he the racist? I forget. He was the racist. The, he was he the racist. Fought, he fought the the wife beater, uh, Floyd Money he Mayweather, fought, yeah. in, that, in that boxing match. In a in a match where you hoped both Nobody guys would knock wins. each other out. We, we, so. I remember we were watching. My friends at the time were talking about it. They were like, I don't care about either of these guys. I will uh, say I made a bunch of money off of UFC people in that particular fight because I was at a, a friend's house watching it, uh, and they were all betting me like, "Oh, McGregor's going to knock him out." Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "This is a boxing match; it's not a UFC match." So I bet there had to have been ten individuals I was watching with, yeah. and I was like, "I'll bet you all twenty bucks." And they're like, "You have two hundred dollars to cover it." I'm like, "I'm not going to need two hundred bucks to cover it." And so, sure enough, when Mayweather, it's the worst two hundred dollars I ever because Mayweather's a terrible person too. Yeah. But but you're going to get the uh, Roadhouse reboot. We don't know when the release is going to be. We just know that we're going to get Roadhouse and Conor McGregor. I hopefully gets his butt beat in in that particular yeah. movie. He gets thrown out of a window, you know, yes, sit, that's, ceremoniously that's so. as some, you know, he'll be in the Terry bow. Terry Funk role. I hope yeah. so. Let's let's hope that happens. But Kev, always a pleasure. Yes. And remember, uh, tune in to Let's Talk Arts Entertainment Saturday mornings at eight a.m. That's right. If you like this, you'll like more of that. Yes, you will absolutely.